Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Brett from Body and Mind Athletics in Manatic, Ontario, Canada. What's up, Brett? How are you today? I'm doing well, Bree. Yourself? Thanks for having me. Of course, I am doing well. Thank you. Glad to have you here, and thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Of course, yeah. All righty. So let's jump right into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there? You know, funny enough, when the Scholastic Scholastic Bus School Fair came around, so that's something I'm not sure if you're familiar with in America. I am, yes. So, you know, you take a little quiz and it tells you what your occupation should be. So between being a professional athlete and a personal trainer, it just so happened that I probably didn't have the athletic ability to be a professional athlete. So all terrible jokes aside, this has actually been a long-term dream of mine to own a gym. Uh, I've dedicated the last almost 15 years of my life to human kinetics and just continuum education. And two years ago, I finally took the plunge, put together a good business plan with the help of my family members and my team. And yeah. So be it. Body and Mind Athletics opened. Love that. Awesome. I love the Scholastic Book Fair reference. Um, I was just talking about that with somebody else pretty recently. So that's funny that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Awesome. Walk us through what your business model looks like, how you structure things within the business. Do you offer group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? What does that all look like? Yeah, you know, we tried to be like a one-stop shop, so to speak. So we are predominantly group class-based. My major vision is to bring personal training to the group setting, whether that be from the periodization aspect or the science behind what we do, making sure that our team or our coaches are completely certified with as much education as possible, and really trying to personalize every single members, or or as we like to call them, the the BAM Fit Fam's experience. So yeah, I just, I try to bring kind of like a family community culture to the gym. And I know I do a really good job of that based on feedback from the members. Um, We try to stay up with all of the different scientific trends, you know, hypertrophy, fat burning. Um, We're all exercise therapists, which gives us a unique unique ability similar to a physiotherapist, just nowhere near the amount of school that those brilliant people do to kind of take dysfunction or any sort of injury and create a better movement pattern or pain-free living, as we like to say. Got it. Okay. And how many clients or members are you currently serving? Right now, we kind of hover around 200. Uh, That Mm -hmm. number has gone above and gone below based on, you know, I believe it's now six or seven closures, you know, knock on wood that we're in the clear now here. So Mm -hmm. it's been a struggle the last two years, but we're still alive and we're flourishing. Yeah, absolutely. I love, love to hear that. Glad that you're still around and have made it through it's definitely been a challenging time within the industry that is for sure mm-hmm. um now how do you go about growing that membership letting people know what it is that you do where you're located what does the marketing and advertising piece look like for you so right now we are trying to find a social media person that can come in internally again being mm-hmm. an exercise therapist myself and the majority of my team we have a very unique ability to 
use our education to make people move pain-free. So I'm hoping to have some sort of videographer or someone come in to really help us expand our social media. Right now we're doing it completely internally, but I'm smart enough to know with we, all of our clients and, and the classes that we teach, like I'm so lucky I have an amazing team behind me and we've gotten this far, but now we're looking for some professional help. So my biggest thing is education. Not only are we educated, but we're trying to almost treat this as your membership is more like a tuition, as I usually like to say. Mm-hmm. Everything that you learn here at Body Mind Athletics will continue through the rest of your fitness and lifestyle career or journey. So we need some help getting that information out. We do a great job, you know, build it and they will come. We have a beautiful facility, a fantastic team. Now we just need to keep getting people in the door. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever done any type of paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature as well? I did. Yes. In the very beginning, it was kind of a while fully transparent, it was a dark time in the sense of, do we back out before the financial loss becomes too much? And my father and I being business partners, we decided, you know, why not not allocate a little bit of money to see how many people would be interested post some of these lockdowns. And luckily there was enough people to know that, okay, this is actually going to work. So we did spend some money there. It wasn't anything crazy, but just enough to give us that extra little kick to be like, okay, what we thought we could do, we, we can definitely do. And now luckily we're in a better position to be able to, again, allocate more money into marketing and advertising. Otherwise we haven't really had to spend too much because we lost quite a bit over the lockdowns and and Mm -hmm. again, full transparency. Can't really sugarcoat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're not alone there. That's for sure. Uh, So is the paid advertising something that you now do consistently or is it still kind of more periodically? When we see an opportunity um, for like, like, you know, September being a big month in the fitness industry, usually parents or someone, their kids are going back to school. Everyone realized all the debauchery and the fun that they had over the summer playtime's over. They want to get ready for the next summer. So Mm -hmm. we've started to, again, put a little bit more money into that. Um, Even just with paid Facebook ads, we also have hired a digital marketing and advertising company that I coupled with. There's a local Manatic Neighbors magazine that I'm lucky to be an expert contributor in where I can put some of my education knowledge on paper instead of just doing this, which I like to do a lot as well. And so, yeah, that's we've seen a pretty good turnover from that. But again, we know enough that uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, we definitely have to start getting on that. And I'm smart enough to know that I need help there. So looking yeah. for help. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Facebook is still the best converting platform right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely important to get on some of those platforms as well as have those other avenues in play as well. Uh, I always like to say it's like, having multiple poles in the water, essentially, as far as your advertising marketing goes to make sure that in case one of those poles isn't getting a lot of action on a monthly basis, something else is, and it kind of makes up for it. Um, So, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of gym owners really limit themselves to one thing and they really like word of mouth and referrals because it's not costing them necessarily anything on a monthly basis. However, they're not very reliable or trackable. And, sure. you know, it's very hard to grow something that you can't rely on or track. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, walking billboards are nice. Yes. Of course, in our industry, <laughs> right. We sell a lot of hopes and dreams for money and, and it does take a lot of focus for people outside the gym. We all know that, but uh, for sure, definitely looking for some help there as, as what you said holds very true. 
Right. Absolutely. So now within the advertising marketing realm, what is your front end offer when you do advertise? What are you putting out there to make people want to come in and check it out? We always like to talk about our science unique six different classes. Um, again, we always do try to promote that our, our group classes mirror personal training sessions. And what I mean by that is not only do we work together as a team to program once a week for all of the classes, again, our trainers are on each person, unless they don't like it, then we're good at reading that as well. But we make sure we, we're form fanatics. So as long as people are exercising properly, we know they're safe, we can give them a progression or regression. So I know that's a lot of words, but to simplify, we always do wanna to try to promote how science-backed we are in the sense of the studies and the education that we have. Like again, our promise is to educate our members to make sure that that carries through with them for the rest. We also do promote our three class trial. As we know, usually if they do three classes, they fall in love. If they don't, we also love the feedback, you know, like that's how we grow from learning. So again, mm -hmm. we promote the science that we've all learned, our education, how we teach each class, how we program that, uh, and, and then our three class trial. And it's been going pretty well. And, and again, because of the lockdowns, the full marketing and advertising plan just hasn't been able to be rolled out fully. Right. Okay. And how how are those trials converting? So say you get 10 people in the doors, how many of those are converting into paying members? Out of 10, nine, for sure. Like we're, we're very high with that. We, we mm -hmm. do not see a lot of people not coming back, which is an amazing sign. It's a big asset to, to what I have in my team. Like it's, it's mm -hmm. not just me, it's my entire team. So yeah, absolutely. We, we shoot pretty high on that ratio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you're you're closing at 90%, then chances are you're targeting the right people, getting the right people in the doors and not really have to sift, not having to sift through people that maybe aren't necessarily good fits for what it is that you're doing. So yep. that's, yep. that's huge. I've, okay. I, yeah, I sorry, just to build off that I have found a very unique approach to not only our mindset, and, and this isn't to knock any other gym that I've been a part of because I've learned so much, mm -hmm. but I find that if people don't want to exercise and they almost have too much of a salesy approach that it makes them uncomfortable. And so our approach is like, here's the information for you. Give us a try. If you don't like it, no hard feelings. Like I, and I mean that I wish everyone in the world would exercise. We all know the importance of that. So it's kind of like our our promises will treat you with respect and like that. And then if you don't like us, just, just let us know why, because we want to be able to be better. And then that has carried over to, yeah, to turning people into to paying members. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing to keep in mind as a gym owner, as a gym that provides specific services, you're not for everybody, right? You're yeah. not going to be a fit for everybody and that's okay. It's okay to serve specific needs of people or provide a specific product or service that specific people want, right? When we try to serve everybody, it makes it extremely challenging to serve anybody. Yeah. So it's okay to get super specific about what you offer and who you're targeting to bring into the facility. Yes. And to build off of that, I got a little too fired up when I answered your first one of your first questions is what services do we offer, even though we are predominantly group class based. And yes, again, we're trying to bring that personal training to the group setting. We also do have specialty programs. We offer yoga. We also do offer well, 
until now, but we had to move more membership that was more geared towards postpartum, um, someone who might have been rehabilitating from an injury, or as I like to call it, the wise generation. So we actually mm -hmm. do have the unique ability to cater to a lot of people. And then personal training as well. We do have a separate personal training room. So if someone is a little intimidated by the group classes, they can also sign up for personal training as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So different kind of services to fit different needs of different groups of people, essentially. Yes, yes absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So where are you focusing most of your attention within the business right now? I'm super fortunate that I've built a pretty decent reputation for myself when I was working at one of the bigger box gyms here, like Good Life and Movadi. So I had I had a pretty good following of members, uh, clients, sorry. And so I do a lot more specialty with like athletes or I, again, I've kind of niched myself as a rehabilitation um, mm -hmm. trainer, so to speak, like someone rehab, prehab. So I have a lot of people through referrals that I'm training. Um, I'm lucky to be very busy, but all of the other times that I can, I'm in the class as much as possible. So most of my time currently right now is spent on personal training, but any little gap in my schedule, I love working. It doesn't even feel like work for me because I love what I do. So I'm in the class as often as I can. Love that. Awesome. Okay. And one thing that I always love to ask about is if you could improve one thing within your business, mm -hmm. what would that be? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think <laughs> I, I definitely need to find one more career-minded trainer because the team that I have behind me, although they are so good at what they do, the hours that they have to with, again, they're so lucky to be so busy with personal training and it's not that they can't do it, but I know how mentally demanding our job is. So from on that level, I would love to find one more career-minded trainer to join our team and our family. And then to build off of that, I know that I definitely need to do a better job at learning how to market and advertise, again, what we do internally, externally. Mm -hmm. Hence why I kind of keep tying it back into our marketing and advertising plan. And right. even though, yes, I might be the vision behind it, I know that my ideas aren't the be all end all. I would love to have someone help me bring that out to the public. So other than right. making sure that my team feels as supported as possible with great people around them, I know that we need to build the membership base in order for the business to flourish as well as for the memberships as well in the community. So I definitely mm -hmm. need some help with social media. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, it starts by getting the word out there to more people so that you can serve more people. Obviously that's number one, uh, build the membership, but then that also generates revenue to be able to pay those trainers yes. a good rate yes. to provide yes. them with careers. Yes. You know, it's like, I hate when people say, oh, I, I do this part-time and then I also work a real job. It's like, what makes this not a real job, yeah. right? There are plenty of opportunities and avenues to take to make this a career, right? And, yeah, and you know, Brie, like that's actually a huge thing for me. Like, it's not that I wasn't compensated fairly for my time at those big box gyms, but I do feel that there is an amazing opportunity in a boutique like ourselves at Body and Mind to make sure that it's not, Again, this isn't to speak negative because I had amazing environments, but just from mm -hmm. feedback from those that are on my team, sometimes it's like a dog eat dog sales. And I don't really demand that my trainers sell. 
I just demand that when they show up to teach classes that they act like it's a selling opportunity and they showcase their unique ability in their coaching. So I do compensate them probably better than the business should, knowing that as long as they're happy and they feel supported, that one day the business, and it's not that we're doing bad, believe me, it's just again because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I just know from grinding it out myself over the last 12 years that if you're happy where you are, that's going to pay off for the entire, not only membership base, but also the business at the end of the day. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. And that translates directly into the sales side of things, right? It has a lot to do with the atmosphere, the level of service, the experience that your clients are having when they're in the facility. Uh, And that just really makes the sales process so much easier. And it's not really a sale, you know, it's just like service sales, as I always like to say. Right. Yes, exactly. It it sells itself, really. Yeah. So um, now, what is your, actually, let me back up. There's one more thing I wanted to ask about before that. So do you offer any other services within the gym itself, whether that be uh, nutrition, accountability, supplementation, retail, anything else that provides a higher level of service for the clients uh, and also other streams of revenue for the business? Yeah, so we do sell apparel or merch. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, through the help of nutritionists and dietitians, my own experimentation. I don't have a specific nutrition designation, but I have worked with a lot of experts that I've been fortunate enough to meet to sell a meal plan. Um, it's it, it's kind of like, here's information, take it as you should. I'm able to give them coaching based on what I've seen excuse me, in the past for my clientele, as well as my own experimentation. So we do sell that. um, Mm -hmm. But we can't write like a specific meal plan based on dietary needs and and things like that. But anyways, uh, then we'd also have shakes and a little bit of supplementation. But I, I try not to sell too too much of that, even though I know it's a pretty decent revenue stream. Mm -hmm. I'm more focused on the membership experience. Got it. Okay. All right. So a couple of different things going on there. What's that? I've been, we have our hit class today and I was teaching two of them. So my voice is a little scratchy. I apologize. (laughs) That's okay. I understand. I I know how that goes. So all good. Um, All right. So what is your big picture goal for the business? Ideally, I like to call it like a unicorn goal, like perfect world, perfect situation. Where are you looking to take this business? Um, If the opportunity arises, I would either like to have multiple locations corporately or potentially franchise one day. Okay. All right. And what steps are you taking now to make that happen in the future? I know that if we make this gym as great as possible and build our reputation based on word of mouth, regardless of advertising and marketing, like I think you and I both know most businessmen and women for that matter, word of mouth is probably the strongest sales possible because, well, let's face it, if people are getting results and they're happy, they're going to tell everyone. So like they're going to tell as many people as possible. So if we can build this up and now this plan is obviously taking a little bit of hit, I hate to keep being so negative, but with COVID, I knew that there was a better following and we lost out on an opportunity, whether they were scared or went to another facility that could stay open. We couldn't train people outdoors either. So that was a terrible thing for us. We didn't have the facility when, when Ontario and Canada was, was allowing, you know, gyms or trainers to train outside. I couldn't get a permit at a park. It, it was pretty difficult for us. So a big chunk of our membership base did go to other gyms, which is fine because we're okay now. But anyways, um, 
my big unicorn plan is to reach out to as many people as possible, but without having this place as great as it can be, again, that's just a dream. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Really yeah, absolutely. What's that? I said, I really want to focus on this location, of course. Yes. So. Yes, absolutely. Max that one out completely. Get yep. all of the right systems in place, yep. repeatable systems so that you can create the same thing in other locations and just repeat successful actions. Got it. And that's something that a lot of people kind of move too quick through that process and they get one facility kind of up and running and doing well enough. And then they go on to open other facilities before they've maxed out the one that they're in. And a lot of times it becomes a little bit too much and a little bit too overwhelming. And then when you're spreading your attention, things kind of go down a little bit at one facility, whichever one you're not focusing most of your attention on if you move too quick and don't have those systems in place prior to scaling. So got it. definitely now, I'm, important. I'm fortunate, Bree, because my father did that alongside his family business, which was in a completely different industry, the automotive industry. So even okay. though I'm science, self-proclaimed science nerd dreamer, he's like the master of business. So we're kind of like a a double, like double head here. Like he's very intelligent and he kind of brings some of my dreams down to reality sometimes. But uh, I I have the utmost respect for that, man. I've learned so much from him. So when it does come time to that, I'm lucky that I have a father and, and a business partner to help me navigate that. Yes, absolutely. That's huge. It is huge. Um, Awesome. Okay. So now I always like to ask about the biggest lesson that you've learned throughout your time in ownership. Um, What is that or what is something that really sticks out to you that you've learned throughout your experience owning a gym? I wear my heart on on, on my sleeve and you can't please everyone. As long as I'm my genuine, caring, loving, kind, like passionate self, even though not everyone is going to like you, like I, I tend to take a lot of that to heart and it's not mm-hmm. a direct shot at me. And I'm kind of always working on that. People's journey are their own journey. And again, in the fitness industry, when you spend your money, you do not get an immediate return on your investment where most people think there's a magic pill and things like that, right? It takes three months, six months, eight months, a year. And Mm -hmm. so I take that similar mindset into my business, even though I hold very high expectations of myself, I have to be a little bit more realistic because just like goal setting with fitness, if I don't set realistic goals, to be honest with you, it keeps me up at night. And and COVID has really hardened me in that sense, because I knew with the help that I have with my education, my passion that we were going to be good, but then the world threw us a curveball. So it actually taught me so, so much that like, yeah, okay, I can be emotional and I can love her or whatever I'm trying to say basically, right? But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, I got to be able to separate that from the reality of the situation that there's always going to be struggle and without struggle, there's no growth. So I kind of embraced that struggle. Yeah, 100%. That's one of the hardest parts about business is separating the emotion from it, Mm -hmm. you know, and making decisions without emotion involved is very, very hard to do. Something that a lot of business owners in general really struggle with, Um, especially when you have clients involved, you know, and you have relationships with these people and you've built those relationships over time. And it's really hard to separate that from the business side of things. So 
definitely uh, a struggle and realizing that it's almost like a constant state of discomfort, yeah. which is... <laughs> Yeah, which is how you grow, right? Like, like you said, like if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. But yes. it's almost like you have to be in a constant state of discomfort to keep leveling up. You got it. And just being okay with being uncomfortable is a huge, huge part of owning and running a successful business. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, one of the people that I'm lucky to have met in my life, Brendan Fox, the head of the Exercise Therapy Association, I had a talk with him and he's like, Brett, you just need to live through experience. And through those experiences, we'll build your other experiences. Now, that might sound simple. However, you understand what I'm saying. It's like, if I can just live in that moment, I know as cliche as this sounds, right? I always think like, like, this is like a chess game to me. I think way too much. The hamster wheel doesn't shut off most of the mm -hmm. time, but I've had a, like, a lot of challenges now lately where I'm able to kind of take a step back and look outside and say, okay, why did this happen? How can I learn from this? And that experience is what shapes the next experience. And how do I always try to take, sorry, how do I turn those negatives into a positive later? And again, struggle is growth. So for me, anything that I've struggled through has actually helped me grow and become better. So as tough as these last two years have been, it has been an amazingly unique experience that probably not many businessmen or women can say that they've gone through. And it right. has really shaped me who I am today and taught yeah. a lot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every negative, I guess, experience that you go through just creates a building block for the yeah. next experience right yeah. and all of those things that you learn along the way build on top of each other build confidence within yourself to trust yourself enough to make those tough decisions so it's um i don't i don't want to say it gets easier but you just learn how to navigate better i guess as you go yeah, it, it does almost feel easier because i think that's probably the hardest or at least i hope knock on wood i shouldn't jinx myself that yeah. any of us will probably ever go through right and so for those of us that are still around, like pat yourself on the back because yes. it's pretty impressive. Yes, absolutely. Huge accomplishment to absolutely. have made it through that time period yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? You can go to our Instagram uh, at Body and Mind Athletics. You can go to Facebook. Again, like I mentioned before, we are working on TikTok that I again believe is Body and Mind Athletics. If you look up Body and Mind Athletics online, you will be able to find us. There are no businesses named Body and Mind Athletics. Perfect. Well, that makes it nice and simple. Easy <laughs> to find. We like that. Yep. Awesome. All right. So Brett from Body and Mind Athletics in Manatic, Ontario, Canada. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you, Bree. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Justin from Arte Strength and Performance in Rowlett, Texas. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Excited to have you here. Before we really dive in too far um, into the nitty gritty of, you know, what you have going on in your fitness business, give us a brief background as to how you became a fitness business owner. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I used to uh, sell gym memberships at LA Fitness. I've always been in the gym industry for quite a while now. Um, And then I was always around baseball and I played baseball as well. Um, So I've always wanted to work with athletes and help train them. Um, I gave lessons at a DBAT facility here in Dallas and uh, there was some extra storage space in here that had a squat rack and a little bit of weights in here. So I started training a couple of guys and it just kind of, it's grown from there. Awesome. So really like this started out as something kind of small and now it's blossomed into this big kind of business. Now give us your elevator pitch of RTA strength and performance now, as it currently stands in, in the current state. Sure. Um, so I offer a few different classes. Um, I do a beginner strength and conditioning camp for ages 11 and under. Um, so I run those Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 4.30 to 5.30, just like some very beginner-based stuff, like teaching them how to be better athletes, control their body and coordination a little bit better. Um, I do a intermediate class for guys who weren't able to do my 11 and under class um, but, uh, before they get to more of the advanced stuff. Um, so I do a more general physical preparedness stuff with them. And then I have my main program for small group training with this high school, college, and for a few professional athletes that I train as well. Um, and then, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. I love it. So it's mostly, I mean, it is all athletic training right now. You're working with athletes to help them excel in whatever sport that, that they play. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, um, the breakdown here. Like, you know, it sounds like you do have some like semi-privates, you do have some classes, maybe some privates as well. What's the breakdown there? If you had to kind of like, look at what percentage of your clients is in each service. Uh, so the, really the only main class that I do is my 11 and under class. And I kept that as like 10 guys per class there. Um, and then everything else is going to be small group training. So I get five uh-huh. to six guys in at a time. Um, and then I just personalize it through an app that I use. And like, so I just kind of oversee why they're all getting their workout on. Sweet. Yeah. Five. I mean, like I like the semi-private, like the five to six small group semi-private because with that, we can fit more people in in one hour time slot. So it's smart. Like if you're only private training, especially with like kids, it doesn't make sense all the time. If you're just one person. You can only fit one person in an hour. Right. So semi-privates, we can fit five or six. You can still give everybody that one-on-one attention that's going to help them, you know, grow, but fit more people in, help more people. Um, so how many clients do you train right now? Right now, I'm about 30 people. Um, I'll fluctuate between 25 to about, then my most has been 50 at a time. Okay. So how does the membership, like, do they have a membership? Do they pay for sessions? Like, how does that work with you? So it's uh, membership-based, offer three different packages, uh, two days per week, uh, three days per week, or four days per week, and they pay monthly for that. Okay. And is it auto-build, or, like, do you um, bill them, like, per month, like, whenever they say that they want to come in? Yeah, it's a, it's auto build. Um, so it's an automatic withdrawal that just starts on the day that they sign up. Sweet. I like that. I think it works really well. I mean, like, I don't really have any experience with the 
like athletic performance side, but in my CrossFit facility, like, you know, when we auto bill, it takes a lot of effort out on our side. And for clients, it's a little bit harder for them to just be like, ah, I don't want to come this month. And then just like, yeah, the <laughs> ghost us, right. Easier, um, for them to come in for their sessions and it just helps them stay dedicated that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, when we're not auto billing, I always feel like we're kind of doing our clients a disservice because for most people, like they struggle with motivation. Right. And so they'll talk themselves out of paying it, paying for it that month and then just not come in. Um, so um, you know, with 30 clients, um, that you're training right now, you know, 25, 30, somewhere in that time, in that range, like, is that a comfortable spot for you? Or are you looking to take on more clients? Like, do you have that possibility? I'm always looking to take on more clients, um, with the space that I have now 30 is comfortable, but I can definitely handle more. I think the most I would be able to do is around 50 to 60. In a month. Okay. All right. So, um, Talk to me about that growth process a little bit. That looks different for everybody, but usually that's like out of 90% of people that I talk to on this platform, it seems like the hardest part for people is like, how do we find new clients? And I think like in the athletic performance space, it's probably a little bit different. So talk to me about how that works for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with the athletic performance side, I try to really market their gains. So we do a lot of, we're trying to increase their velocity, their power on the field for the most part. And like, so I get some metrics there for baseball guys. It's a lot of uh, throwing velocity or their exit speed off the bat. Um, so I try to market and then we retest every 12 weeks. Um, so I'll post like videos on Instagram. Most of my clients uh, do come from Instagram and then uh, I get a lot of word of mouth guys. Um, so people talking about my uh, program and everything. And then just bringing their friends in and their teammates. Yep. And it does help to be within a baseball training facility uh, because I, my target market comes in almost every day. So. Yeah. I think like anytime that we can show like the first part that you said, like showing the results, the gains yeah. that your clients are getting, that's really beneficial. Um, and then obviously word of mouth and even, you know, like even with adult general pop, like word of mouth is always going to be our favorite method because it's free. We don't have to spend any money to have, great word of mouth all we have to do is have like a really kick-ass service that people want to talk about and obviously if your members are seeing like crazy results their parents are going to talk they're going to tell you know and so you just continue to grow that way um now are you guys utilizing social media at all is that something that like you've used to help your growth yeah for sure um so my biggest platform that i use is going to be instagram um i also have a facebook as well but uh a lot of the kids are on Instagram. So that's kind of, I try to market to the kids and then they kind of convince their parents to come in. Oh. Um, so, but and then once we get them in the door, then we get the parents on board and everything else with a free assessment. Um, okay. Okay. Got it. Um, so like my question to you would be, um, you know, what you're doing right now with the athletic performance side of things, it seems to be going good. But like, what does the schedule look like? Like what, like at what hour do you start training athletes? So I have a few homeschooled kids that'll come in um, and they'll usually come in at 11 or 12. Mm. Um, and, and after that, I really don't have anything going on until three. Some of the seniors have early release. Um, so they'll come in as soon as they get out of school and before practice. And then after that, I'll train kids from 4.30 till 8.30 or nine o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Similar to us, like for, for our facility, like we're CrossFit, we have classes at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then no nothing from 10 until, or from 11 until three. 
sure. or 3.30, right? Um, and so we have that break in the middle of the day, as it sounds like you do as well. Do you have any plans to like try to fill that with something, um, you know, uh, to continue to like increase the growth of your gym? Yeah, for sure. Whenever I'm uh, in a position to be able to hire another trainer, I'd definitely like to start early morning classes uh, for just adult fitness. Um, I want to do that in a way that doesn't really take away from the brand, though, to make it an adult fitness class type of gym. Um, I still want to be branded as like a strength and performance type gym for athletes. Um, but it would be good to break into that adult fitness market to just increase some revenue there. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that you could still be an adult like strength right yeah for sure right um and have like your classes be more of like a strength and conditioning style class um but the adults like i mean that would be something pretty simple like once you had a trainer come in you would just have to figure out how to market that um what would put you like what's the next thing that you have to do to put you in a position where you can be like all right hey like it's time to bring in a trainer yeah, I think once I, if I can maintain 40 clients per month um, for a few months in a row, I would definitely be in a better position financially to be able to hire another trainer. Um, so that's kind of my goal over the next three to six months here, have a big off season uh, with the quarter four coming up. It's probably usually my best time of the year. Um, it's off season for most sports. Um, so a lot of guys will start coming in, focusing more on their training aspects of things. And so if I can maintain 40 plus clients throughout those months, I would be in a better position to hire another trainer at that point. Yeah. Um, I feel like you'll know when that time is right. Like when, when it's like, Hey, you know, like things are going pretty good. It makes sense financially for me to be like, to bring somebody else on. Um, if you hypothetically, if that happened to you, like right now, do you think that you would have like a client base of adults that would be interested in what you have to offer? Yes, I do. Just from uh, the kids' parents, um, a lot of them have asked me about putting on something together for them right now. Right now, just from it being only me, there's not enough hours in the day for me to get everything I need to done. Um, but yes, I do have a lot of the kids' parents that are interested if I ever were to start that. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's really that's a really good opportunity right there. Is like when you get it started, you already know, like you have people that would probably invest in whatever you have um, because you already are taking care of their kids. So it just makes sense. Um, next question that I have for you is like, I think it's just as valuable for us to talk about the good stuff and the stuff that's going well as it is for us to talk about the challenges. Cause that's like relatable for other people that are in your position. Sure. Um, so kind of talk to me a little bit about what you would consider to be your biggest business related challenge and kind of like what you're doing to work on overcoming that. The biggest challenge is going to be space at the moment. Um, about a year ago, I did. I just had about 450 square foot, so not much at all, and I couldn't really fit that many kids in at one time. Um, my my old office was connected to the gym, so we kind of blew out the wall in between it and do almost doubled my space. So I got about a thousand square foot now that I'm utilizing for uh, training to get four to five kids in at a time. Um, so, but to increase it is going to be, uh, the next big challenge, uh, to get even more in at one time or to figure out how I'm going to be able to do that to continue growing. Yeah. How big is the space? It's about a thousand square feet. Um, yeah. So like, it's not, it wouldn't be realistic to have like two groups going at Right. Um, I have thought about doing like a wave type system. Um, so I do utilize a out or not outdoors, but like in the baseball facility side of things. Um, I do have a bunch of sled work out there and stuff. So I okay. thought about doing like something like 
a small group base where three kids come in, they get 20 minutes of doing their warm up sled work and everything, then 20 minutes on their main movements, and then 20 minutes of accessory work, and then kind of just flow it out that way. So I can almost get nine in an hour, but just with different small groups coming in and rotating every 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's a really smart thing to do. That's a good point. Um, Post COVID, like we did something like that, or like in May of 2020, when we reopened, we did something like that, like where we, we had a like a wave kind of like every seven minutes, a new, um, uh, well, it was like every 10 minutes, but like we made seven minute stations right. and like every 10 minutes, a new class time would start and you could come in and like pop in there. And that yeah. worked good because like it opens up the amount of clients that we can have like going at once. Um, and it gives you a chance again to still like work with all of those clients like individually. Um, so I like that. Um, what would you like if, if I could hand you a magic wand, all your goals, all your dreams for your fitness business came true, what would that picture look like for you? The magic wand, I could just do anything. <laughs> yeah, there's no financial or like the space or like none of that is coming into play here. Yeah, um, for that, it would be um, when people think of like strength, strength and performance training for athletes, they would think of RTA strength and performance. Um, I'd have multiple locations across the nation um, and be training athletes to reach their full potential in their sport. Um, the goal, but right now, I just got to figure out the system to put in place to continue to expand and scale um, from where I'm at now. Um, but and then like max out this location and eventually open up more after that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like something that is not realistic. Like, I think that that's something that could eventually happen down the road. So what do you feel like is the most important thing, like some of the most important things that you need to focus on right now as the business currently stands to make that a reality down the road, whether it be, you know, a year or five years down the road, like, so that you can actually make sure that it happens. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think, putting systems in place where I can hire other people and they can just come in and run the, um, the business side of things a little bit more efficient, efficiently without me having to do every single aspect of it, whether it's running the business side and the training side of things. So just putting different systems into uh, what they, so they know what to do for sales, they know what to do to market, they know what to do for training. And that way we're all on the same page across multiple locations. And it's not just one gym doing their own thing and then a different gym doing their own thing. It's going to be the same across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So business wise, um, you mentioned like getting some systems in place, getting somebody to help you with the systems in place, like to run the business. What are some of those systems that you think will help like expedite that process and make things like more smooth for you? Um, I think one is going to be figuring out how to get more people in the door. Um, getting was once I get them in the door, it seems to be fairly easy to sell them on the training after that, but it's getting the people to initially come in. Um, so just kind of figuring out how to turn those leads as people coming into the, into the gym, um, and for the free assessment. So are you saying like you're, you have like the leads, it's just a matter of getting them in the front door or the process of like getting the lead and getting them in the front door? Yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, like I said, 90% of people, that's the hardest part is just like, how do we, how do we find the leads? People like fitness is not something that everybody is motivated to do. And in your instance, it's like, well, there's kids playing sports in every city in, in the world. And so wherever you're at, like, there's obviously kids that can benefit from your service, but it's a matter of like, how do we show the value to these families to get them to see that this is something that they should invest in? Sure. Um, 
And so um, just continuing to grow that word of mouth. I, I do have a question for you. Um, we touched on social media, but I forgot to ask, have you guys like utilized like the digital ads on social media at all to like reach the kids in your area or like target their parents or anything like that? I haven't util utilized any ads or anything yet. Everything's been organic. Um, so I've grown to on Instagram, like 3,500 followers and they're all local um, for the most part, local athletes, which is kind of nice. Um, so which is not a huge following yet, but um, eventually I do want to utilize ads to uh, get more people in the door. Yeah, it's a great um, thing to use. And in today's industry, in the fitness industry, it is the number one way for us to get word out there. It's sure. the most effective because like once we have ads going and they're super targeted, we're going to like pop up in people's news feeds. They're going to hear about us, see the ad again, click on it and inquire Versus like word of mouth, we can't predict that speed. Like we'll have months with word of mouth where it's like we get like 12 new leads through word of mouth and we're feeling really good and we're excited about the growth. And then like we'll have three months where it's like we get five total during right. a three month period. And then it's like, well, what are we doing wrong? Um, so I'm really excited to see how your business is able to grow. Now I want to ask you, Last question here. If you had to give a word of advice to somebody who is like fairly new to owning a fitness business, what piece of advice would you give them? Uh, be patient and willing, be willing to grind it out in the beginning. It's going to take a while um, to get everything going, but in the end, it's definitely worth it. So just work hard, but be patient and don't expect those immediate results. That's a really, really good piece of advice there. Um, success doesn't happen overnight. Uh, especially in this industry, there's a lot of curves being thrown our way. Um, it's always a roller coaster. So I appreciate that. What is the social media? You said you have a pretty good Instagram following. I want to make sure that our listeners know where to check you out. Yeah, it's at Arte Strength and Performance. And then uh, my website's www.artestrengthandperformance.com. Easy enough for us to find it. I appreciate your time here with us today. And um Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And join us in the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only James with CrossFit, an estimate out of Tennessee. James, 
What is going on, man? Happy Friday, brother. How are you feeling? Same, same to you, man. I'm feeling really, really good. A little tired, but can't complain. Uh, really, go. really grateful to be here. There we go. There we go. I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive in to uh, the nitty gritty of what you have going on here with CrossFit and Nistame, uh, we want to go ahead and give you the floor here, right? I want to give you the opportunity to give the viewers a little perspective on how you would describe CrossFit and Nistame and what you guys do. Yeah, uh, thank you. Well, one of the things that we actually, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown. When I started this gym, I didn't start this gym by myself. I started this gym with my girlfriend, uh, which sounds really crazy. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, we started, we were from another gym and we just felt like there was a little bit more that we could offer to members and the people in the community that would allow people to not just be fit when it comes down to um, what they can bench or how fast they can run, but also finding an area where people can be healthy spiritually, healthy emotionally, healthy through their mental health um, and healthy financially. So it's like a really, really good community. And then we added a little bit of sauce with, um, with CrossFit uh, because we don't really care what your friend time is if you're still not a healthy person uh, in your family and in your jobs and things like that. And so we wanted to make sure that we can implement a wellness center first and foremost, and then utilize CrossFit in that basis of it. I love that. I love that to be able to combine your morale, right? Your morals yeah. and, and what you're passionate about as well. I think that's an amazing thing. And not many people can do that, right? You yeah. definitely yeah. doing what you love, right? So you're never working yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So, it's phenomenal. That's great stuff there, James. And I appreciate the explanation, but, um, Let's kind of dive right into it here, man. We'll start with the bare yeah. bones basics. I mean, how many members are you serving currently, James? Ooh, that's a great question. So a part of, we have about 130 members, um, a little bit, it always wavers within about 10 members, depending on the season, but 130 member CrossFit members. Uh, we also have a counseling agency. Um, we also have a nonprofit uh, that we actually wow. utilize for families and um, kids at risk and parents who just need some extra help. Um, and that allows us to be at about a 150. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so for you, James, I mean, what's been the best method of getting people interested through the door? You know, what works well for you? My, uh, my members, like hands down, I tell them, tell a lot of people, I don't do a lot of advertising on social media uh, to recruit people. My members are the best models that I can have. So I, I tell my members, hey, listen, don't tell your coworkers, oh man, my coach crushed me. Like that doesn't, I don't, that doesn't help me at all. Uh, I'm looking for, hey, I feel good, or I've actually been losing weight, or I have more energy to take care of my kids. Um, there might be some hard workouts out there, but don't, we found ourselves in like CrossFit bragging about how bad of a workout is. And that scares a lot of people. Uh, what I want you to be able to say to a lot of these people is, hey, I had a freaking blast and I felt challenged and it was the best hour of my day. Um, and because of that, that's what pulls in a lot of people and new members to come in and try CrossFit. Yeah. And I think that's big, right? Cause I think that's obviously a testament to your fulfillment, right? The, the better your service is, the more referrals you're going to get. That's inevitable, yeah. right? That's, that's yeah. what's going to happen. Um, and even on the opposite side, if it wasn't good, then you're not going to get referrals. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And so at that point, um, I think that's great that you're able to, use your resources right in terms of your members and and get them to kind of market for you right they become your best yeah. salespeople at that point um 
And so now, I mean, other than word of mouth, I mean, I know you say you don't do social media. Has there been anything else that you've used that worked well for you or that you've yeah, tried yeah. and wouldn't recommend? Uh, yeah, well, let, let me ask you. I will say this. Like, we do have social media. We have a great person who is in charge of that. Um, and typically getting people into the door has been phenomenal. Um, but most of the people that come in, it's because of a friend. Like, we've had maybe one to maybe 3% of our members coming in because they saw our Instagram or saw our Facebook or saw our website and wanted to drop in because they wanted to be a part of a CrossFit gym. Um, but really and truly to cultivate the kind of culture that we're looking for, that's been a phenomenal way of just developing good relationships. Um, the other thing is for us, when it comes down to developing a good system and a good culture um, is we don't want more than 150 people in our gym. Uh, I know it sounds really crazy because people are like, you need more business. And I'm like, yeah, or I just need, a good system, a good healthy system of people who are dedicated to their wellness and to nutrition and to staying healthy in the community. Because uh, yeah. uh, from a like a, a metaphorical standpoint, if if a shepherd um, has too many sheep, he may not know what sheep is doing what and how to take care of certain things and uh, know their sheep well. So I want to know yeah. my members well, right, and have a good healthy relationship. So. If you were at my gym, I'd want to know about JJ. I want to know like what makes him happy. Is he not doing well at his job? Uh, how's his podcast doing? Is it, is it, is it continuing to grow? Um, and that's what makes a good, healthy gym, I think. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think a lot of gym owners focus on lead generation marketing, getting volume, quality, I mean, sorry, quantity over quality here. But I think, and even in this case, it's not really the focus of, of, of quantity or even even quality because your quality is going to be there no matter what. But I think it's the focus on lifetime value, right? Retention, yeah. Yeah. how long you can yeah. keep somebody for. Um, yeah. And so that being said, I think this leads me to my next question pretty well. You know, how do you manage tracking and retention, right? How do you know how long someone's been there for, you know, where they are in their fitness journey? How do you track those metrics? My first full-time employee, her main goal is to be a CSM, customer service manager. And all she's doing is messaging each person uh, throughout the week um, and seeing what their goals are for 30 days to 60 days to 90 days. Um, and then she sets it up and she does see how they're making their progress. Um, and she can be kind of my ears when I can't hear and my eyes when I can't see uh, towards each member. Um, and then she can actually, she's a softer um, kind of person. So people are more opt to talk to her about how, what their days are look, looking like or what they're going to do. Um, then she relays it back to me so that I can focus on like the odds, ends and all the other areas of, are the toilets clean? Uh, is the gym being managed? Where is my janitor? How come they haven't done their job today? Um, why are people not doing cleaning up after their barbells or actually doing the right workouts? Why is everybody sore? That was bad programming. Like those are things I'm thinking about. Um, while yeah. she takes care of each member and then messages me and says, Hey, we have 70% of our gym of women who just still haven't gotten a pull up and they want to pull up, do pull ups. So then we can amend our programming for that. That's awesome. I think one of the biggest takeaways from what you mentioned in there is, is I think the viewers here is make sure you can find somebody to handle the things you, not that you don't want to do, but the things that are, are not really 
obligatory for you, right? And that you're not made to do for the business, right? And know where your assets are and know where you can make somebody an asset. And then that way you can do more of what you love to do, which is exactly yeah. what you're doing here, James. I think that's great, man. I'm glad that you implemented that. I think a lot of people lose sight of that and don't. And they try to do everything. But yeah. Oh. When you can let go, yeah. that's the biggest thing. <laughs> that's horrible, man. I, I did that for five years. Um, I, no, wow. For four years. And I'll tell you, JJ, do you have any kids, bro? I do. I'm 20. I'm 24, man. Nah, not yet. Okay. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> you never know. Ten more uh, years. <laughs> do you? Well, do I you? Have, I, yeah, I have two, but I'm, I'm 35. Okay. I'm 35. So like I have a three-year-old. I started when I was 32. You're good. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, uh, but um, three years ago, um, actually two and a half years ago, my child was six months old. It was Christmas morning. And I remember looking at my bank account and looking at my wife and being like, we're never effing doing this again. Like, I cannot be this broke ever again with a child in my life. And so that was the turning factor where I was like, I've got to raise a kid and like be the right man and stop killing myself working 17 hour days um, where I won't be able to spend time with my kid. Like if my child at the age of two is going, Hey daddy, how is work? I missed you. That's not a good phrase to hear uh, as a father. Right. So um, that's when I was like, I've got to hire people. Like I can't keep doing all the work, cleaning all the barbells, making all the phone calls, trying to find funds in different ways and um, oversee counseling sessions and all like a jazz. So that's when I started to hustle and work towards getting employees and making sure that they're worth their work. Wow. That was deep, man. I appreciate the transparency there. I think, yeah. I mean, it touches home for, I think a lot of people when they do hear this. And I think even for me, man, I, I tell you a hundred percent, right. I don't have children, but yeah. I know eventually my end goal is to be the best father I can be. Right. And I think yeah. at that point, it means right, you don't, you need to spend time with your children. They need to be that, 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 that factor in the life that they can be like, wow, my dad was there. My parent was there. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome, man. I think that's, that's, that's a great motivational factor there. And I think it's a, a big eye opener for a lot of the viewers too, who, who are in that position, right. Where they are doing everything and they're kind of losing sight of like, are they doing it for their family or they're doing it for their children, but yeah. they don't realize that they're taking away their time. And then that, that the time you won't get back yeah. from their family. So I think yeah, that's that, huge. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that James. Go ahead. man. Yeah, definitely. And the, the thing is I, I made a reference that like, we started this gym when I was dating this girl, a young lady. Uh, and we said, this is what we're going to do. And we got married with the gym starting and all like a jazz. Um, but both of us, are, we love giving to people that for the first four years, we were just constantly giving to each other and be like, well, what can we afford to eat? Oh, it's not a big deal. Let's just go to, um, let's go get a, like a burrito with chicken on it. And we'll just eat it and be fine. Um, but I think the deterring factor was when it's two adults, where you're just like, we can just live off of this and be happy and content. It's great. But when you start getting to a point where you're like, um, I've got to take care of life and I got to have health insurance. Like those are factors that take into play. And I'd say a lot of gym owners grind out things that they probably don't need to be grinding out because they feel like they have to. Um, and in 2022, there are so many different people looking for jobs where they could just stay at home and do the work that my CSM does hire somebody, man. It's no, it's a no brainer. Yeah. I agree hundred percent, man. James, thank you for that perspective there. And yeah. I want to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here. A good question in itself, right? 
yeah. um, kind of off the topic to what we were discussing before, but it correlated in the same way. So uh, what we've been discussing this entire podcast have been the three pillars of business, right? And the ones that we use most yeah. predominantly in the fitness and gym industry, that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody from interested to being a paying client. Then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting yeah. them to buy more from you in that process. So yeah. James, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Oh. All right. I'm going I'm to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Honestly, right now where we are, um, I think I'm going to say this as humbly as possible. This, hear my heart when I say this. It's not me being like, I've made it. Um, the most I want in my gym is 150 members. The reason why is because I want to know my people. And right now we can, uh, we have a decent salary that allows me to take care of my family and uh, we don't lack for anything. Um, and my members kind of got up to the point where if I needed something, if I ended up with like COVID, I'd have at least 30 people at my house being like, I'm on this shift for food and we're doing laundry for you and blah, 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 which sounds really, really wow. crazy. But I think when it comes down to business, um, back in the days, and I hate to say this because I wasn't even back in the day, but there was an area of integrity and an, and, and an area of healthy community and love where people were there for each other regardless of like status. Um, and when it comes down to good business practices, there's not one member in my, uh, in my gym right now that I couldn't call and say, hey, you work at this firm. You think your business would be giving me a loan? Every one of them would be like, sure, cool. We trust you. You've held an area of integrity. If I said, hey, our prices are going up next week, I'm not losing one of my members. Um, and that's with confidence that I can say that. Um, my goal right now where we are with our facility is we've run out of space. Um, I have 4,000 square feet pretty much of like utilized space. I only allow 16 members um, in a class per class, but then we have childcare. So our next goal before we do any more kind of like marketing, before I do any other kind of stuff of like um, upping our sales or upping um, thing, we have a really good retention rate um, is build a better facility for our members. Um, and that really is my main focus right now because uh, I can't go over 150 without having a better yeah. quality for the people. Yeah. James, I, I want to say something. My number one, I want to say, I, again, thank you for the honesty and transparency throughout this whole entire podcast. And especially on a question like this, right? I think a lot of people kind of shy away from where they can improve, but I, I, I can genuinely see the honesty between like what you're saying. I, I, I appreciate how candid you are here. And yeah. uh, I do want to say this, man. I think one thing that you do that I don't see too often anymore in this industry is that you put the clients ahead of profit, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of gyms, you can you feel it sometimes or you walk in and you feel like a dollar sign. Yeah. And I think this is the case here where it's a complete opposite. You look yeah. at everybody like a person and you're not even you're not even going to look at anyone like a dollar sign. They don't want to be there. They don't have to be. It has to be a good fit for you and the client. Yeah. And I, I, I can see that. I can see that. And, but the thing is, what you have is is the authenticity. And I think that's that's major because Think about the times where people like, I'm sure you had a decision like this before too, where you're like, it's like, you know, it, it makes sense and it sounds good. It sounds amazing, but it doesn't feel right. That's never going to yeah. be the concern with you because people you make people feel good and everybody makes decisions based on emotion. So if yeah. they can feel like they trust you, they see that, 
it's eminent, man. I think that's why that's why you are where you are, and that's why you've made that progression as much as you have because you care more than the next person. That's yeah. great stuff. Hey, I'm telling you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And and the, from a business aspect, I think um, if you continue to do that, I mean, for instance, I'll say this: we we had a member who um, was going on some financial issues right now. They're they were ending up, and these people are not necessarily like. They're not struggling per se, but they were just having some, some, some hardships. Um, and so for me, I was like, Hey, don't worry about paying. Um, and they were like, Oh no, I want to pay. I was like, no, I know where you guys are financially. Just, just take a few months and be good to go. Don't worry about the, the, the money. Um, and they said, okay, sounds good. Blah, blah, blah. In the process, they were building their house. And in the process of them finally building their house, um, we're running out of room. Like I mentioned, um, we're getting ready to remove one of our sheds or one of our storage rooms and make it into an office um, and make sure that it's all compatible to what we need to have for a good office. But in the process, I was like, I have no room to put stuff in storage. That same member was like, hey, I have a $3,000 shed that I don't need anymore. Do you want it? And he was like, it'll come back around to you. Always will. I remember when you were unable, you didn't charge us. And because of that, I'm giving you this shed and it's going to come back around. I'm like, bro, that's thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. So like yeah. it, I think when people put members first, genuine members, good members who are not like, not little ticks or little mosquitoes, um, put those people first, it'll come back to you full circle, whether through those people or through somebody else. Um, and really and truly, if you're in running a gym to make money, you're in the wrong business per se, because you can make money, but you ain't gonna make good money. And in my mind, good money is, is millions, right? So for me, um, even interacting with people in my community, they have opened my eyes to other ways to develop businesses while running this gym and having a good business practice um, so that CrossFit can generate a good amount of money, but also keep people healthy. Um, counseling agency can do the same exact thing and grow from there. And I think people who own gyms need to broaden their, their mindsets about how health and wellness needs to look so that you can experience a healthy gym. Yeah, agreed. Agreed 100%. James, I have two more questions for you. My two favorite questions. Cool. Number one, what's the bigger picture for you, man? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Ooh, that's a great I would love, and it sounds really cheesy, but... I've always made the joke that um, I'd love to be the, like the Amazon of wellness. Um, and it's really cool because when you use the word or Amazon, people immediately think of like multi-million dollar, really well-ran program um, that you can get anything you need from, right? Um, or the Disneyland of wellness, where you go to Disney and you meet these people who are like Disney people. And you're like, oh. You're going to Disney World again? Yeah, I'm going to Disneyland again. Okay. You're going to Disneyland again? I'm going next year too. And you're like, what is Disney doing that you got people coming back every freaking year going to a different hotel? It's like, it's weird. And then I went to Disneyland and I was like, oh, they're just, they're that good. They thought of everything. Everything that a family would want and can experience and will go to and have available to them in that place. Um, I want to be able to have that from a wellness aspect so that when you come to our facility or when you tap into our website or when you need health and wellness, you're thinking of an estimate. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. That's awesome, man. I think yeah. that's, that's huge. I think, I think that it's nothing too big for you, man. And I think a hundred percent. And so going to ask this last question, probably one of my favorite questions. Um, you know, James, if you can go back in time here, man, seven years to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Oh boy, man, there's, That's a great question. Uh, do you have you ever read the Bible? I have not. You have not. not okay. I've read a couple. I've read it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever heard the story of Noah and the Ark? Of course. Okay. Okay. So Noah and the Ark. Noah believes that he's supposed to build this ark. Um, and in the Bible, it talks about like, he has to get two different animals. Um, and those two animals, uh, the two different kinds of every, every animal, and then they're going to stay on the ark and he's going to be able to take his family and survive. But the cool big miracle is the fact that this dude has to build this massive ark. Um, and more than likely people in the community thought that, um, he was crazy. More than likely, people thought, well, dude, that hasn't rained in years. Like, what is this guy building a boat for? And there's no water in this area. Um, and so for me, I am striving to build an ark. Um, and in striving to build an ark, a large thing that can actually be something that I dreamed myself, it's not a overnight thing. An ark freaking takes forever. And there are days where you're, you go out and you're like, man, I, I ran out of tree sap for me to build this ark. Uh, I got to go get some more wood or this isn't going the direction I want to go to. So I got to go to the second floor and build that out until I get more tree sap, and more wood. Um, dang, I went over there and couldn't find my tools. So I have to go utilize this tool to make sure this wood bends this direction. Um, I would tell myself, get ready to build an ark. This is not going to happen overnight. A matter of fact, bro, the day that we started our grand opening, I had one person show up and sign up. Like one, like we invited all these gyms to show up. All these gyms showed up to show us support. And I only had one member sign up. And I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> this, this gym, I should have had more members, right? Like at least on the grand opening, I'm dirt cheap and all that great stuff. And no. That's not how it worked. And so it's always been a slow grind. Um, and I'm looking for progress. But even in progress, I have to be able to look back every couple months and be like, did I make some progress? Yes, I put three panels of wood up to build my arc. It is what it is. Um, and be grateful for the three panels of wood, right? Um, I think a lot of young trainers, a lot of young gym owners, are confused after like year two, why they don't have a hundred members and why people quit quitting on them and blah, blah, blah. And you got to think about it from this way. We're the only business that we have to have the individual do what we ask them to do in order for them to get the product they want. Roofers, you want a roof? I come out and put a roof on, you pay me, we're gone. Doctors, you're sick. Come in, I give you some antibiotics, 
you take your antibiotics, you're done. You paid me for the antibiotics, you paid me for the visit. Any other job, you pay a product, you get what you want. This business is the only product where you pay me and I train you, but if you go to a Mexican restaurant and you have extra queso and five more margaritas, you're not gonna get the product, right? So it's like, I have to realize that people you're dealing with sometimes are very fickle. Sometimes you're dealing with people who are very emotional. Sometimes you're dealing with people who have life that just hits them in the face and they gotta quit halfway through your progress. Um, and in my mind, I had to be able to tell other gym owners, hey, that's just you learning how to build your arc. That's just you learning how to build your boat. And if you have big dreams, JJ, if you have big dreams to have the best podcast out there, it is going to be a long process. And in that process, you will grow. Um, but if, it, if and when it starts to rain, your business will float and you might see other boats just crash. And unfortunately, that's what we saw during COVID. Um, and I'm not saying my boat is perfect by no means, uh, nor am I saying that my boat uh, is better than other boats. It's floating. <laughs> so uh, I'm grateful for that, but we got a lot more to build. Um, and so looking at Noah and realizing that dude took freaking forever to build a large thing for what he thought God told him to build. That's kind of what I'm doing. Um, and I would tell anybody who is a young owner or thinking about starting their gym and they're getting a loan out and they're like, I'm going to get $75,000 or I'm going to purchase my own place. And then you're in it two years down the road and you're like, I just had to fix a toilet with my own bare hands and the person had to poop. And I'm like, God, this is horrible. Yeah. That's you. That's you building that arc, man. Just keep doing it. Oh man, James, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. We're <laughs> close it out there, brother. Seriously. That was, that was, that yeah, was a yeah. deep one. Look, it's a good yeah. place to wrap things up in this episode, James. But before we sign out, man, I mean, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, Jane, at, at James Vassal. That's that's my Instagram and my Facebook. But CrossFit and Um CrossFit and then A N I S T E M I. That's our Instagram and our Facebook, so it's really easy to find. Um, and then our website is CrossFitAndNistome.com. Uh, it makes it a little easier for people to kind of click on, and you guys will see other areas that we actually help out with people through counseling and through our nonprofit and through just having a healthy community. Um, it's kind of fun. So if anybody needs any help or wants some motivation or wants to ask me, Hey, how did you do this part of your arc? I am an open book because somebody did it for me. There we go. There we go, James. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for one more second, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. Just going to cool. sign everybody else out up here. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. 
four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.